0: Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and I mentioned on Facebook the other day that I was speaking to the SCCT, that I was going to be doing three talks that I had not done, and I was going to show them on Vodcast, and here's the first one, Incidental Cardiac Findings. And it's been a lot of argument not so much in the radiology community but more in the cardiology community about whether or not you need to look at the extra cardiac portions of the examination on a cardiac CT scan and uh, you can see from this session uh, Matt Budoff who's written most of the articles saying you don't need to look at the non-cardiac findings and I gave sort of a back to back talk which worked very nicely I did tell Matt in the beginning that uh, whatever he said probably wouldn't matter because Hopkins is higher rated where where I'm from than UCLA where he's from and in US news and world reports but nevertheless uh, we decided we'd still give the lectures I made the point that uh, kind of like this slide uh, some people like to complain no matter what happens so the trick is to kind of look at the science of what needs to be done rather than just uh, kind of looking at it from one perspective or the other so really a couple questions if a cardiac CTA is ordered through like coronary artery disease do we need to look at the extra cardiac findings yes or no and then the question would be how often do you see extra cardiac findings that are of significance actually when you look back we wrote the first article on the subject Karen Horton and myself and a couple of cardiologists and we looked and said how often do we see incidental findings because we noted they were not uncommon and we noted that they were fairly significant often now Karen and I tend not to overread so if you look at our numbers the main thing we found, not surprisingly, were nodules. Most of the nodules were small, though there were other findings, as you can see from this list. And in total, just under 8% of patients undergoing, at that time, EBCT for coronary artery calcification, had important extracardiac findings requiring workup. And therefore, we made the point and conclusion that someone has to look at the entire data sets. A number of articles have followed that article. An article by Haller found extracardiac findings in 24.7%. Most of these were minor findings, but others were major, including carcinoma and pulmonary emboli. Another article, Gill, a couple years later. Half of the patients were found to have significant extracardiac pathology requiring additional workup. Now, I will admit, at times I've seen as high as 80% requiring additional workup, but I think that tends to be overread, looking at very small nodules. And now, with the Fleischner Society saying under four millimeters, don't worry about it. I think a lot of those go away. But if you look in the study from Gill. again his conclusion was the same someone needs to review the extracardiac portion of the examination. Recent article by Johnson um, looked at the same problem but looked at it two different ways you know when you do a cardiac CT we target on the heart typically a 25 centimeter field of view because in a targeted image you have better spatial resolution and they made the point saying okay we look for extracardiac findings But what if we looked at it only targeted and then the full chest? What difference would it make? Good question. But again, um, about a quarter of their patients had extra cardiac findings and about 16% had additional workup necessary or follow-up necessary. And um, another article, Colleen, made the point that If you don't look at the extracardiac structures, alternative diagnosis for the patient's symptoms may go undetected, and of even greater concern, treatable asymptomatic malignancies may be overlooked. Good summary article, pros and cons of looking at extracardiac findings, but their conclusion is no different. It needs to be looked at. In their article, as in many articles, number one finding was lung parenchymal changes from lung cancer to pneumonia nodules, but again, dissections, pulmonary emboli, hadal hernia, liver pathology were all seen. Again, a little bit in terms of PEs and aneurysms depends on where the patients are being seen. Cardiac CT in the ER, you're more likely to find these findings. Cardiac CT in an outpatient office a bit less frequently. And so again, same type of conclusion. Review of extracardiac structures by a qualified reader is paramount so the right diagnosis can be made Okay, now I mentioned a moment ago that uh, people have said well if I gotta look at extra cardiac structures why do I need to reconstruct the entire field of view and Matt Budoff made that point just look at the area in question it's a smaller area in fact a good article by Haller a couple years back made the point that when you look at the soft tissue and lung around a cardiac CT where it's targeted You see about 35% of the total chest volume, but if you reconstruct the full field of view, you have 70%, so it doubles the volume. No surprise, more volume, more area to look at, but more pathology is seen. Very, very important. And another article on this topic by Northam made the point that if you only look at a limited field of view, you can miss two-thirds of nodules greater than a centimeter and more than 80% of nodules smaller than one centimeter again very very important findings now we know that um, another article by Kim made the point that if you use a limited field of view the 89 percent of the cancers in their series were missed so again it makes the point that if you're going to bother to look at the extra cardiac findings you really can not skimp and say I looked at just the area around the heart you really either need to do it correctly or not do it at all Uh, And so their conclusion, inclusion of the entire chest at cardiac CT, is advisable, or it is essential that the entire data set, including full field of view, be evaluated because limiting field of view may result in the majority of lung cancers that could be detected being missed. Very clear, 2010, just published. And here you can see the features of lung cancer detected at cardiac CT in their experience. Look at the bottom numbers. Limited field of view, 4. Full field of view, cardiac, 19. In fact, they even went further and said, what if we scan the entire chest, which is not sort of the standard of care. That's not really uh, what you're supposed to be doing. But if you did, you'd find more cancers. So in a sense, what they were doing was lung cancer screening as well as coronary artery disease evaluation. Now, the article by Johnson recently published uh... made the point again few cardiologists have suggested that the field of interpretation be restricted to avoid false positive diagnosis and the people who really say not to look beyond the cardiac structures the way they kind of make their point is they try to say that well you know if you look beyond the cardiac structures you pick up nodules most nodules are benign one in a thousand is a cancer and you spend a lot of money a lot of effort and a lot of grief for the patient for no reason but again um, that's something that uh, Very, very hard to to use as a logical answer. So again, large field of view versus small field of view. Johnson looked at this. One-fourth of all patients who underwent CTA, extra cardiac findings. You need the broad viewing approach. No ifs, ands, or buts. And if you want more information, here's just some of the numbers of what they found in their cases. And you can see a real range of findings, even a bunch of abdominal findings, breast findings and the like. Now again, in terms of cost, outcomes, the big issue of course is most of the findings we pick up are minor findings. Major findings like lung cancer are very rare. You gotta pick up a lot of nodules that are benign to pick up a lung cancer. And that is typically one of the real questions. So the next question I'll ask you is, What's the true cost of following up these incidental findings on CT? Well, there have been several articles. There was an article by McKennelly and that's the PubMed part of the article. Uh, good article, but this article was from Canada and the reason I mentioned that is because some of the costs may be relatively low because it's Canada. But what they found was that a number of patients had obviously uh, uh, findings that were not expected Uh, The majority were incidental benign findings. Um, Some were cancers, but after adjusting for age, incidental findings were not an independent predictor of non-cardiac death. Now, what exactly does that mean? It's not exactly clear. They didn't follow things for a very long time. Rates of death were similar in patients with or without incidental findings, and incidental findings were not an independent predictor of non-cardiac death. They made the point the investigation of incidental findings is now without cost or risk. Larger studies are required to assess potential mortality benefit by identifying incidental findings. So again, making the point that not all the facts are in. Now they did look in their series of 966 patients. The cost of further diagnostic steps was 83000 US dollars. And almost half of that was due to a single patient with complications from a lung biopsy average course was 86, median course 45. Now, that's not insignificant, and they also said that these figures were likely underestimates because costs incurred later were not included, as well as the fact this course were in Canadian medical system where the biopsy costs and the CT charges were much lower than say they might be in other countries like the US. Now, a great article came out this past month by Lee that really makes it very clear that we're not doing a good job. So in Lee's article, they examine incidental cardi- extracardiac findings in 151 patients over a seven-year period, and they look to see what the costs were and what happened to these patients. Now, if you look quickly, you say, gosh, incredible, $17.42 per patient screened and $438 per patient with imaging follow-up. So $17 a patient is not all that bad. What's everyone worrying about? Well, Look what happened when they look carefully. 102 incidental findings in 43% of patients, 52% were potentially significant, and 81% of these were newly discovered. The radiology report made specific follow-up recommendations in only 36% of cases. So the radiologists, in almost two-thirds of cases, didn't tell a clinician what needed to be done, which is not what you should be doing. But even worse, even when they said what to do, only 4% of patients actually underwent follow-up imaging or intervention for incidental findings. Could you imagine? Only 4%. So first the radiologist was detecting important findings, but not kind of conveying what needed to be done. But when they conveyed what needed to be done, still nothing was happening. Now, whether it fell through the cracks, whether the patient didn't follow up, whatever the reason was, you can see we're not doing a good job on any level. And very important, coronary CTA frequently revealed significant findings, yet radiologists recommend follow up or further evaluation. Only one third, a f- smaller amount, receive further workup. The failure to follow up abnormal incidental findings may result in missed opportunities to detect early disease, but also limits the short term attributable cause. Right, so if you don't work the patient up, it costs nothing. So again, you really need to come up with some scheme. Look at the study detect the findings and follow up on them. It's the radiologist's responsibility and again this article by Lee from a key institution, Stanford, really makes the point that we can be doing and need to do a better job. Now I can be very pragmatic also and say what else? What's the problem if you don't review the entire data set? Well there's legal issues. We know from everything else you gotta look at the entire data set. Many lawsuits occur because people don't see something at the edge of a film, whether it's MAMO or CT, is also doing the right thing. Well, who doesn't want you to look at this? Every lawyer in America, here's a lawsuit, they got a million bucks, over a million bucks for somebody where doctors failed to spot a cancer on a pre-surgical x-ray. If you don't see it, it's there, someone will take you to court. And I looked on the web, and I don't know these legal companies, but here it is, misdiagnosis of a serious medical condition, failure to diagnose cancer, medical malpractice, misdiagnosis, and here's many of the misdiagnoses that are listed. So I think it's very important to recognize that if it's on the scan, we need to see it, we need to look at it. I don't want to say you're going to be sued if you miss it, but indeed that's the case. But it's not the thing to do, and I think there's a great summary by Coletta. The issue of incidental findings in medical imaging will always be with us. Budoff, next speaker, reminded us of the course of pursuing unrequested information. Northam found potential benefit. We may debate whether to perform an imaging examination. However, once an exam is performed, the noblest approach is to view and evaluate all available data, apply appropriate judgment, and to proceed in the best interests of the patient and society. I'll say that again. Proceed in the best interest of the patient and society. So, bottom line, what's in the best interest of the patient? Review the entire data set by a qualified radiologist. Any findings that need immediate action or follow-up should be sent to the responsible referring physician and that physician needs to do something about it. The radiologist, I don't know, may need to make certain that their recommendations are considered and followed up in a reasonable time frame. Where does our responsibility end? Always a tough question. And lack of follow-up by ignoring the radiology report by the referring physician is not an acceptable treatment arm. So the bottom line, when all is said and done, as Nike says, just do it. Read the entire study. Read it the best of you, as you can. Make the right recommendations. And that is surely in the best interest of the patient. And hopefully, you all agree with me. And with that, have a great day.